Welcome to The Hitch, the podcast about navigating life's challenges on the road. Hi. Hi. We're back. Here As we... always. I keep saying we're back. Like that's a <laughs> no, thing. We didn't but go it's away. every week. No. We just do this every week. No. Yeah. I know. It's fun. Yeah, but we're here. We're here in the basement. Yeah, and we've got a couple of questions from yeah. you all. Uh, they are both about kind of how to choose a campsite, I think, is maybe the the right way to do it. One's kind of more general. One's a little more specific to the Chicago area. But uh, but let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Susie from Detroit writes, we are experienced tent campers and have always looked for campgrounds that have some measure of privacy and that are more friendly to tent campers than RVs and trailers. Should we get a trailer we will obviously be going in a very different direction for campground and site selection. Do you have insight on what we should look out for in good RV campground, how to choose our site, and maybe the names of some of your favorite campgrounds? Totally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Um, I feel like we had sort of an interim stage between being pretty much exclusively tent campers and getting the trailer, which was like a lot of, camping cabins and things like that you know like campgrounds that had cabins in between and like so when i first heard this question i was like ah the rv campsites are the same size we've been to for a while but like that was because we were staying mostly in very rv friendly sites that had cabins too but um but yeah there is a difference like certainly tent camping you have a lot more there isn't really a campground that wouldn't work for right although i think sometimes of some of the campgrounds we've gone to with a trailer that i wouldn't want to be in a tent sure like the ones that are packed in you know it's kind of parking lot style and yeah that's true they're great if you're in an rv of some kind but they would not be great in a tent so when i think of tent camping versus rv camping it is very different like when we had our tent, we did a lot more state parks and national parks and things like yeah. that, where you have a little more autonomy. You've got, um, you know, you don't have, you don't need the hookups and things like right, that. You don't right. have the hookups. Yeah. So you have a lot more freedom to like hike in and be more right. remote. Right. Um, what, now that we have a trailer, we have a very different approach. <laughs> yeah. And I think about this a lot. Like I think it will change as our knowledge grows yeah. on like what we can do, how long we can stay off the grid kind of thing with our tanks. But especially this summer, we just really didn't know and didn't understand our water usage or anything like that. We just started to figure it out. And so for us, we wanted full hookups, yeah. which immediately kind of takes out of the equation a number of campgrounds. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was really surprised <clears throat> how few state parks and things like that had particularly robust hookups you know mainly in the sewer side of things like yeah it was a lot of electricity and water but even like even some i mean we stayed at badlands which was electricity only right it didn't have a water hookup even you know um so yeah it was like certainly you you do learn to kind of evaluate your campsites differently i think once you've got a once you've got a trailer or an RV or something. Right. And I think as your knowledge learn you know, grows, like I feel like we could do more of those just electric yeah. only sites now that I kind of understand what it takes and we yeah. understand our rig more. But like yeah. 
before we were just like we have to do full hookups as much as possible right. because we don't understand and to some degree we're still there i mean yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> so um let's talk about kind of general categories of campsites yeah, totally. and, and what's you know many of them share similar yeah. characteristics so national parks are yep. some of the best campgrounds we've ever seen and right. we stay there very infrequently <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the reason for that is they book up real fast. Yeah. So, I mean, this is these are campgrounds in Inside the national parks. National parks. They're, they're, some of them are, I believe, run by the national parks, but, but often they're third them. parties yeah. that the national parks have given, you know, the ability to run in in the parks. But these are you pay your park entrance fee if there is one and then you drive to your campsite like it's not. Oh, this is a cool campsite near a no, park. No, it's, it's in the park. So you know? inside Yellowstone. Yeah. Inside, you know, some of these. And some parks. places like Yellowstone, there are like a dozen different campsites, right. you know, all over the place from quite close to the inside to like a real, Way real far, drive, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, they, because of the fact that they are inside the national park and shockingly cheap. Yeah, very um, inexpensive, typically. They do, especially in the big parks, they fill up real, real, real quick. Fast. You have to book them often sort of a year in advance mm -hmm. or, or things Usually like Usually there is a, like, you have to wait till you're within the year window. Yeah. But you have to be, like, looking at the calendar and booking as soon as you can yeah. because they fill up immediately, pretty much. I mean, especially the big, big, yeah. really famous national parks. But there's also just fewer of them because there are fewer national parks than, like, state parks. Um, right. So you're dealing with a smaller number. Yeah, and they're parks. not carving out a ton of the <clears throat> national park right. for a campground, which needs a lot of driveways and you know and infrastructure yeah. and things like that. So it's a, you know, it's a it's a finite amount of space that they'll devote to a campground within the national park. But it means that you're there. Right. I mean, if you listen the benefits to, are yeah. you're right there. You're in the yeah. park. If you listen to our Yellowstone episode where we were in a beautiful campground, but it was an hour drive right. to the gates yeah. of Yellowstone, you know, there were campgrounds that were ten minutes into Yellowstone. And it's like you're the experience would have been a hundred percent different because yeah. all your driving would have just been through the park and not to get to the park. And there there is certainly a lot to be said for that. Right, and we did stay inside the Badlands yeah. uh, National Park, but we we actually that was run by a third party, the campsite, yeah. but it was within the park. Yep. So, um, it's obviously helpful if you have a pass yeah. and things you can come in and out of. But like that one, we got one of the few electrical sites. Yeah. Even. You know, like the RV sites were were just were uh, just a, a parking spot. A parking spot. <laughs> you know, like there were no, you know, there was no water. There was no. S sewer hookups, no, certainly. No, not at all. They had, you know, you know, and they a had... limited number of electrical hookups. Yeah. And and no showers, things like that. Yeah. The bathrooms tend to be pretty primitive. A yeah. lot of times, um, you know, just like porta potties or whatever. They're not. Yeah. Um, they're not flush toilets. There's typically not showers, so the, they don't tend to have as many facilities as some of these other yeah. ones. But they. The location. I mean, it's yeah. all about location with yeah. those and about timing. You got to yeah. you got to reserve. Yeah. Uh, but they do tend to be affordable and just amazing campsites. Yeah. And then there's state parks where, yep. you know, every state has a park system. These we've had great luck with. We've stayed in a lot yeah. of state parks, including uh, one this summer when we were in outside of Longmont. 
That yeah. was great. Longmont, Colorado. Longmont, Colorado. It was a state park. And I think one of the, the big difference between like a state park system and the national park system is like the national park system is is ultimately to preserve, you know, incredibly important parts of land, whether it's because of its beauty or its history or things like that, whereas state parks have sort of a larger remit and a large amount of that is recreation. Right. A lot of you them. Know? And yeah. so they, there are tons and tons of campgrounds at state mm -hmm. parks and in fact like the one that we stayed at outside outside longmont colorado like that was not a very beautiful natural no. place it was like a i think it was flood damage that right. they rebuilt and you know because there was a huge flood that whipped through there and when they cleaned it all up they were like oh let's make this a state park and put a bunch of campsites here like there really wasn't any reason to go i guess they there were like fishing ponds there or something ponds you know and, but yeah, like and there it, it was there to camp Right. You know, and there are a lot of state parks like that. And that's great. And a lot of them are on lakes. So there's yeah. fishing and boating and yeah. different activities and yeah. things like that. And we've found that they vary a lot yeah. in what they offer. Yeah. Um, the one we stayed in the summer had full hookups, which is it was I, incredible. I feel like that's the one more that rare was that was. Yeah. The one not. we stayed at this summer was a real exception to the rule. It yeah. was like this absolutely like. As flat as flat can be, like, like concrete, concrete pad, pad which and you don't usually get full hookups, yeah. and it was a pull through, right. and like you know, like it was it was brand new, yeah. and it had been built specifically to be just like a perfect place to camp. Wasn't yeah. a lot else there, but right. it was a perfect place to camp, you know. And a lot of state parks, like we've looked at a number. Um, thinking about just like quick weekends in Wisconsin and you know the, most of them are just wa electric and water yeah you know uh, a lot of them are back in a lot of them are back know. in I would um, I feel like most of them are back in you know and so you really have to kind of research the parks for what you want from it right some of them I've looked into and thought like when I look on a map I'm like oh this one looks great and then I read about it yeah and I always recommend reading online reviews yeah. it does give you a sense you know of what you're getting into. But some of them will be like, oh, the boat noise yeah. is really loud. Yeah. People start their boats up. At, you know, it's like yeah. a powerboat lake. And then I'm like, oh, no, no, thank you. Yeah, I mean, totally. Uh, so it's good to get an idea yeah. of what it's all about. Some of them have been really wonderful, though. Oh, and yeah, we'll talk absolutely. about a few of our favorites. Yeah. But one thing to note when you're dealing with a state park is to expect some kind of additional fee. Right. So typically the campsites are very inexpensive, like, Sometimes they're like 12 bucks. Sometimes yeah, they're 30 20, bucks. Yeah. You know, they're always on the lower end of campsites. And that's great. But then you have to read the fine print or look yeah. for the there's there's usually an annual. You can buy an annual pass to the state park system. Or if it's in a state you don't live in and you're not going to use it that much, you do a daily pass. Right. But that can add up. I yeah. mean, it can add eight to 30 bucks or something yeah. to your campsite. So that's something to consider. Yeah. Um, you know, usually it's not prohibitive, but it is an additional fee. Yeah. And I think it's also worth noting that it seems that every state park system has the worst booking websites <laughs> know, right? known to man. So hard to search. So hard to just find out, is there availability yeah. at this campsite? I have had so yeah. many problems trying to book online with different state park systems. It's not even one state in particular. It's like all of them. Yeah. And 
I've found the easiest way is to old school call, call them, them up, up. because yeah. several times in Colorado when we were looking at places, I was like, I couldn't find anything online, but we needed right. to stay there. And so I called and they're like, oh, yeah, we have availabilities. Yeah. Well, like well, a big part of it is it seems like there's like a couple of vendors. This is my like web nerd like side coming through. <laughs> but like there are only a few vendors that state parks use. And like the the maddening, like the reason it's hard to search is you have to choose a campsite. Right. And like a like a not not the campground, the individual site within the campground. Right. And then see if it's available. Right. It doesn't and, allow you. Yeah. To and so if you're at a if you're a, at a yeah. campground like the one in Colorado that has seventy five sites, right. that means you have to search seventy five times if it's really booked up. Like it's bananas. Yeah. It's you know? not a good. System. So yeah, call them up. Call them up if you've got some flexibility or you've got a very specific weekend or anything like that call them up they're usually super friendly yeah and they can look through the site way easier than you can for some godforsaken yeah it is it is a challenge to book but they tend to be very inexpensive yeah and there's many more of them than the national parks so so there are a lot of good options and depending on your state i mean they vary quite a bit from state to state but we've had really good experiences there um and then there's like sort of the independent campsite. And right. so I what I mean by that is like not a chain and we'll get into the And not a state chain, park. And not either. a state park yeah. or not a national park. And so just someone a, a business owner running a, a campsite. Now these of course can vary just Massively. completely. Yeah. We've had good luck, you know, we've seen I've seen some and, and again I would say read online reviews, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, take them with a grain of salt, but if you see the number of them is like pointing towards no, don't <laughs> yeah, do it, yeah, yeah. or you can read, yeah. you know, certain warning signs and reviews and things like that, then avoid them. But that, but sometimes, especially when you're talking about really remote areas, yeah. that might be your only choice, right? like to go with an independent campsite. And I wouldn't, you know, I would encourage that if you feel yeah, like, definitely. you know, and again, call them up. Yeah. We had, we had booked at an independent campsite, um, in Montana, but then when we had to change our plans, and it was the only option because right. a lot of times I go with the state park or national park or, or chain, chain just yeah. because I know kind of know what I'm getting. Yeah, and it can vary so much with independent. But you know, I booked with this one, and then I had to change plans. I called the guy up; he was so nice. Yeah, he didn't even charge me a cancellation yeah. fee, which everyone else does. So, you know, I mean, it can be a really great experience. And, and we've also heard from like. Uh, some of the full timers that we talk to, yeah. like independent sites, you can call up and be like, "I want to be there for a month." Yeah, can you know? Can we make that happen? And like, you know, they either may have monthly fees or they may be able to kind of work a deal out. So, yeah. like, there is some flexibility in an independent campground that you certainly don't get at a state park or something that's you know highly regulated or, like a, or at a chain or a you know chain or like a franchise. Um, but yeah. you know i mean campgrounds and, and i think we'll talk about this more where we have more experience with these chains but like the the just campgrounds can be very awesome and then they can be very just bare bones yeah kind of bedraggled you know right. i mean like sometimes and, not in great areas yeah like and it's be, very yeah. very hard to know like you can't just say like oh all the independent sites are kind of right. you know kind I mean, of falling so apart much. or whatever like cuz it's not true like no, there's some not amazing ones there's you know there's some great ones um but yeah but you you know looking online looking at the rep of the place and and you know and 
calling up often again like especially a lot of independent campsites like their web presence is almost oh, I know. non-existent that's the other yeah. thing booking online is not an option so a lot right. of time for a lot of these yeah. places so a lot of times you do you need do to call, call up. which actually does yeah. give you a sense of yeah, what they're going to be totally. like so much of what makes a campground good is the is are the hosts yeah. and like their idea of yeah. customer service and yeah. just friendliness and all of that makes such a difference definitely you know because we've been to some bare bones campgrounds but the people who ran them or i should say and the people that <laughs> ran them and the people that ran them were just so awesome yeah, that super, they were it was great. a really good experience and yep. it was like they didn't have all the bells and whistles yeah. but it was those are some of my favorite uh memories because the people were totally. so great totally so you know that can be a really good way to think of it um, or to research it. I was also thinking as we were talking about this, there's also city parks sometimes right. have camping. Yeah. And we had a great experience. I mean, it's not super common, I would say, but we've right. stayed in a few yeah. over the years. And we had a great experience with this this summer when we yeah. stayed in Lions, um, Lions, Colorado. They have an amazing city incredible park. Incredible park. park. Yeah. And I mean, if you go on our Instagram and look at some yeah. of those really striking photos from that park, it's just amazing. And they yeah. had full hookups and it was very inexpensive. Yeah. And so sometimes city parks. Yeah. And we've <clears throat> we've stayed a couple of different times at city parks where they don't even charge yeah. you to camp. Like, yeah. I, never with a trailer. No. I think that's probably a different tent. situation. Yeah. But like. I know that there was a there was a campground in Iowa that we tried to yeah, stay at a while ago and the campground was full one night and they were like, Oh, but you can just set up a tent in the city park and we we're like, Really? And then you get yeah. to the park and it was like campers welcome. You have yeah. to you know, there were rules and regulations and that kind of thing. But um but yeah, there are some especially some small towns like the the parks will have, you know, camping available mm-hmm. probably don't want to just roll into a town assuming that that's no, the case no not at all because um, i would say most towns don't yeah, have it but yeah, we have oh, had definitely we've had some good experiences yeah, with it and absolutely. you want to you know again look it up look online look at yeah. reviews maybe call someone because they do vary so much yeah but yeah, yeah. um and then there's the chains the franchises yeah. the the main one in this country is the koa yeah campgrounds of america campgrounds of america KOA. Uh, also the Jellystone. The Jellystone, that's true. Which are Yogi Bear themed yeah. for some reason. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, that's the campground that we stayed at. KOA is what we stayed we at stayed the at most lot, this summer. We stayed at a lot, actually a know. lot. And I should say, because a real incentive to stay at KOAs for us is for the kids. Yeah. Like these franchise kind of chain ones, they tend to have playgrounds and like pools movies and, and pools yeah. and arcades and mini all these things, mini golf yeah. and things that may not be what you want as yeah. an adult, if but your kids yeah. really love that stuff. Yeah. And so, I mean, at least our kids do. And so um, that's another thing, like the state and national parks tend to be more bare bones. Yeah. Like they might have a campground, yeah. I mean, a, a playground, some equipment, but rarely. I mean, I feel like that's the exception. Yeah. Um but the KOAs are built yeah. for that. They all have a store. They have ice cream. You know, they have yeah. basically whatever you need. And it's it's a great way, especially if you're just getting started camping, even mm-hmm. tent camping, and, like, your kids have never done it. Like, there's a lot of fun yeah. there that isn't, like, you being like, come on, kids, enjoy it, you know? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like they may not be that used to sleeping on the ground or being right. outside or, like 
finding a nature hike to be all that fun. It's like, you know what, let's do this hike, but then we can hit the pool afterwards or you can, you know, it's like, there's definitely something to be said for having that. I think the other big reason why we booked so much is it's just the ease of being able to search, find one, find out if they have a system, you know, have it reserve like when you're going on the road for 60 days like any efficiency that you can find in booking and all of that is is useful yeah and they said they're at the top of the price range yeah i was gonna say you pay for that you pay for all of those extras they're a lot more expensive than the other campgrounds i mean i think about this a lot well the other reason we booked with them a lot this summer quite frankly, is because we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like these places make it very easy. There's people that like guide you into your spots if you have to back in. They have like little people on golf carts that, you know, help you set up if you need it or whatever. And we really needed that extra security. Like, so for us, it it was worth it. We also didn't understand our tanks and we're still kind of learning. So it was like full hookups. We really wanted full hookups. And pull through as much as possible. And pull through and they tend to have plenty of things like that. So it's an easier way for sure to camp, but you pay the price. Yeah, you really do. Um, I often think now that we are starting to learn about our tanks and our usage and our batteries and things like that, that I would like to do, shift it more back towards like state parks and national parks because you do get more of the beauty a lot of times yeah. and more remote and but an amazing cost savings. an amazing yeah. cost Half savings price so yeah. much cheaper least, yeah or yeah. a third or yeah. sometimes a fourth of the price so you know i would like to start moving in that direction again that's where we typically would tent camp yeah um but we just needed that extra we needed yeah. that extra oh, yeah. help this yeah, summer definitely but it's really thinking about what campsites to recommend is really about well, what do you want to do when you're there? Or right. who's going camping? Like, right. you know, do you have a bunch of kids that are going to yeah. want some of these uh, features? Or, you know, are you okay? Hike, you know, I mean, if we're talking trailers, you're not going to be hiking in or whatever. But, yeah. you know, how accessible do these spots need right. to be? How are you at backing in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always yeah. a good question. You know? So those are some of the things to talk about. Um So we have another question from Vanessa. Uh, She says, longtime listener, first time caller. Do you guys have any favorite camping sites in the Chicago area? I have a seven-year-old and we've done a fair bit of background camping and I'm backyard. Backyard Sorry, backyard camping. And I'm interested in trying an overnight somewhere in the area. I'm thinking Starved Rock or the Indiana Dunes. I didn't grow up camping, so this would be first for all of us. Would love to hear what you guys like and don't like about local camping areas. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, so. yeah, we're in the Chicago area. That It's not a random pull on her yeah, ask. No. Um, and yeah, we've done a lot of camping tent to, to now to the trailer, you know, in and around. And I think that it's, it's a great question because there is, and it's not just applicable to Chicago. It's like any big city, it's like, can I even ca- go camp? Yeah. Like, do I have to drive? Like, do I have to go on a road trip to go camping? Um, sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is yes. But like, you know, Chicago <laughs> has a huge, huge, huge sprawling, right. you know, area. But drive an hour and a half, you know, two hours and you've got campgrounds, you know. Right. Um, I mean, Starved Rock that she mentioned is is certainly the like state park that, 
folks in Chicago seem to gravitate to the most. And it's about two hours away, mm. you know, from from Chicago. Um, that said, I've I've never camped at Starbucks. No, we like, went there. We've, we've been there for there. like a wedding. And, right, right. You know. And it's beautiful. I'm sure it's yeah. great. I, so much of it depends on where you're at. Yeah. Um, we're north of the city, so we have a tendency to go up to Wisconsin. Right. I mean, for us, it's an hour and 15 minutes or an hour even. We're in another state, yeah, which is Yeah, it's like an hour fun. to the border from, from where yeah. we're at. And so we tend to go to Wisconsin. The other, the, that I mean, that's the cool thing about Chicago. You can go to three different states yeah. very easily. Yeah. I mean, four, I should say, because Iowa as well. Yeah. But like, Iowa's was, a little bit longer. A little but, bit longer, yeah. but still Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, and Indiana. Yeah. And she also mentioned the, the dunes the in Indiana. Dunes, and yeah. those are beautiful yeah. and I'm sure wonderful to camp. In fact, we actually drove through the campsite. Yeah, they were amazing. And they looked amazing. Yeah. We were thinking about, oh, if we go this way, we wanted yeah. to just check out the campsite. But we don't. Um, for short trips, we tend to go north. Yeah. It's faster for us. And Wisconsin's a great state. Yeah. We've had really good luck up in Wisconsin. And there's something about going into another state that feels like you're so much further away, <laughs> you know? Especially a state with a very, like, a very clear state culture like right. Wisconsin, you know, you can, like you can get your cheese yeah, curds you're, and <laughs> you're, you're seeing and your brats. Yeah, your cheese and your, your brats fries. are there the minute you pass yeah. through and you're like, oh, we're not in the Chicago right. area anymore, you know. Um, but yeah, we I mean, when we first met, we were camping a ton at the um New Glarus State Park, which yeah, is a little bit further. It's a little like bit further. it's um closer to Madison. Yeah, south of Madison, north of Rockford, Illinois. Um, but it was a great state park really that nice. like really felt like you were in the middle of nowhere. But it also was like we could walk to this you know funny little like swiss town you know right. and, and then also the new glarus brewery is there yeah that was which you can also walk to from yeah. the campground which is fun yeah. you can go and ha- you know taste beer and yeah whatever. and there was also a drive-in movie theater like yeah. five miles away so like you know it was this really nice combination of being able to you know tent camp somewhere really you know in a forest you mm-hmm. know um it felt like you were away from it but also you could kind of go you know go do little walks or day trips to civilization too um yeah and that was super fun and i think especially like the the vanessa has a seven-year-old you Mm -hmm. know and it's like you've done backyard camping which is awesome like oh my god so so many good memories of being a kid and doing backyard i love backyard camping and you know so part of it like the like sleeping on the ground and stuff like that that you've done you know so then it's i think as you said with the previous one really thinking about like what do you want to do right on the weekend you really want to go hardcore into right do you want to be remote you know like in that case like the indiana dunes are great because they're super beautiful and the lakes right there wouldn't want to go in the fall necessarily because it's cold but like um, well, there's the Kettle Moraine. Yeah, area and then as well. Kettle Moraine up in Wisconsin is yeah. really, really beautiful with amazing hikes and stuff like that. But like, if part of it's just getting used to camping right. and like having fun, like I mean, we mentioned in the last episode, like the first campground that we went to with our trailer was a 15 minute drive from where we store the trailer because we were terrified of driving right. it. Right. But it was, and it was a Jellystone, yeah. you know, Jellystone thing. It had a, you know, mini golf course and a pool mm-hmm. and like, but it also, it was like 15 minutes from Milwaukee. Right. So it was like, you could, 
you know, do some camping stuff, have the like, go play mini golf or whatever at the campground. But then you could drive into Milwaukee. And like, it was this really fun little hybrid of like camping and going into a city, you know, and I think that that like all of those combinations of things really do exist almost anywhere outside of a major city. Yeah. Um, and when we were in Minneapolis this summer, it was we were about 30 minutes out of Minneapolis proper in a, you know, in a campground that was like literally behind a gravel factory. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the world's most <laughs> beautiful campground, but it was great. Yeah, because you know? it was, as cl- you know, it was commutable to where we needed to go and wanted to go. Yeah. So it's all about what you want out of it and balancing all the people's needs in the party, you know, like if you have kids that would love to have a pool or mini golf or whatever, you know, and each trip is different too. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes we take weekend trips where we want to be more remote and then other times we're doing it like we did when we went to Madison yeah. where we were mostly in the town. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, so it just completely, it, it just completely varies. And that's why thinking of those like categories of campgrounds, yeah. like if you really want to be out in nature, then focus on the state parks and the national parks. And, um, you know, if you want the fun, goofy things that they <laughs> do at like Jellystone and yeah. KOA and, yeah. uh, you know, focus on that. I think one last thing to mention, and this kind of is is about this, but also about the just the chain question in general. I think it's also true with the independence is like, as soon as you get out of national parks and state parks, like a lot of campgrounds are just kind of like on the side of the road yeah. or like in what is otherwise like an industrial zone yeah, area and be. stuff like that. And there have been a number of times over the years that we've pulled into a campsite and we're like, this is super weird. There's like yeah. a truck dispatcher right there, you know, and like a cement mm-hmm. tower right there. And like, and now we're going to camp and I, I i can only think of one exception to a campground that has been in a very like this is just like right off the road in, yeah. with not camping around it where i haven't been like this place is awesome you know yeah sometimes and espe- that's especially the case with the the chain and franchise ones i feel like um yeah, where I've driven in and been like, uh, okay, we're in this industrial zone. This yeah. just feels really wrong. But then a lot of the campground owners have made a real oasis. Yeah. So I would say don't judge them too harshly until you maybe call them or go there and, and give it a try. Because we've had some really good experiences Definitely. at pretty simple campgrounds that are not in great locations. But, like, the the people have made them really nice. Yeah. Like, once you're in there, you can kind of forget that yeah. you're like across the street from a gas station. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like we had a ball. Yeah, at, we had a great um, time. The, in the Sioux Falls oh, one, the Sioux Falls, you yeah. know, which it's like that one is like that one is you you hear you 94, the, you know, you it's right the there. Interstate. There's like a gas station and like there's you know it's, there's it's like all in this purely industrial an industrial stuff. area, but like we had a great time. we had a great time. Yeah, they you were know, super and, nice and a lot of it is really kind of knowing what you're getting into. And knowing what you want to get out of it, you know, if right. if our goal had been to really get away from it all yeah, at that no. one, that would have been a bad idea. But if your goal is to get away from it all, like the chains are not the campground the to, go to go to anyway, because yeah. they are they tend to be more packed, very in full. And... and there's a lot of activities and that well, kind of thing. I have to say, as a new tower, 
I really actually liked the campgrounds this <laughs> summer right that were right highway. up the highway. Because yeah, then I didn't have like a 10, you know, some of these state parks have like 10 mile twisty yeah. road to get yeah. to them. And so I actually really liked that. The, and it's funny because I thought, oh, how things have changed. Like yeah. I used to really hate campgrounds right off the interstate, but now I'm like, I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's also very different when you're inside a trailer versus a tent. Yeah. You know, you have some sound. Yeah. Soundproofing. Uh, proofing. Yeah, you, have, you have some protection from some of the yeah. the elements and the noise and yeah. things like that. So, you know, you got to you gotta think about what you want from this individual trip and then make some choices yeah. based on, like, what you really want to do. Yeah. Um, I think to, to Vanessa and to Susie and to everyone that's listening, like... The awesome part is just being like, I think we want to go camping, you know, like, and that's, I think that, you know, that's the first step. And then I think it's really just like, what kind of camping experience do I want? Right. You know, and, and from there, it's, it doesn't take a lot of research to find them, you know, I mean, you really type in the, the town and campground into Google and you'll find, you know, a whole bevy of choices, you know. Well, and there's no right way to do this except for what's right for you. I mean, yeah. there are people that have very strong opinions about things, about which campsites are good or bad or whatever. But it's like there's no – do it however you want. Yeah. I mean, we um, used to do more hiking, you know, camping when we oh, were a lot younger. And yeah. then it became like car camping. Yeah. And then like look at us now. <laughs> and then you cabins. Know? And, and then, it's all yeah. been good. Yeah. I mean, every – way that we've done it yeah. has been great it's just that we've changed how yeah. we've done it because our families changed because we've changed yeah. you know i mean just do whatever works totally. like you know and, you know i think another a final thing just to to point out because we didn't actually touch on this but we did it a bunch which is like that bridge point for us between tent camping and and getting a trailer was cabins yeah and yeah most chains at this point have cabins you can rent but yep. they're called camping cabins right um and what that is is it's a cabin without a bathroom and so you use the bathroom in the in the campground and they have beds but they don't have any bedding so like you're bringing they don't have water yeah but they have electricity right so basically, and so yeah. it's it's you know you get a bed you get if it's raining, you're not getting wet, mm-hmm. you know, but you're sleeping in a sleeping bag mm-hmm. or you're bringing bedding with you, you know, and you're walking out to pee in the middle of the night. And, you know, it's a and you're in the campground, you know, right. it is actually a really nice middle ground, especially if you don't have a tent and you certainly don't have a trailer, but you want to maybe, you know, maybe camping sounds kind of cool. Like it's actually a good way, it's to, a good way to, 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 get test a, it out. to test on it. Yeah, we did. We've done that a lot. We've done and, it a ton. Or even just if you're on a long trip and you're, you are camping, but you want, you know, what it's raining. You're like, yeah. forget this. My tent's wet. We've done this <laughs> yeah, many times. Oh, yeah. um, it's a, it is a really nice way to like yeah. have that um, kind of hybrid. Yeah. 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 But yeah, they're just, they're options. There are tons and tons of options. And so, you know. Yeah. And like you said, Dan, the key is to just do it and yeah. like think about what you want as, you know, as an individual, as your family. And yeah, it's all good. All the different ways are awesome. Yeah, definitely. And with that, we'll be back next week. And if you've got questions for us, we'll tell you how to get to us in a second. Bye. Bye. We'll be back next week with more road-tested advice for your own adventures. Let us answer your questions by emailing evangeline at thehitchpodcast.com 
or by DM on Instagram at Tin Can Evangeline. Please subscribe to The Hitch on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave us a review while you're there. I'm Janice Dillard. And I'm Dan Sinker. And we'll see you on the road.